And this time on Culture File, the who's on second part of our conversation on the Japanese comic storytelling tradition, Rakugo, with our guide Katsura Sunshine. Sunshine was born Gregory Rubik in Toronto of Slovenian descent, but hasn't let any of that stop him becoming a master of the form, bringing the centuries-old comedy art into the English language. So, tell us a story, Sunshine. So this is a super famous story, and I'm going to do a very short version of it here. Once upon a time, there was a little boy with a very long name. His name was Jugemu Jugemu Goko no Surikire Kai Jarisuigyono. Sungyomatsu Ungyomatsu Furaimatsu Kuneru Tokoro Nisumu Tokoro. Yaburakoji Burakoji Paipo 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 no Shuringan. Shuringan no Gurindai. Gurindai no Pompokopino. Pompokonano Chokyume no Choske. It was a very long name. So a stand-up comedy, everybody has their own style. One might hold the mic, one might lay it, leave it on there, one, one might walk around the stage, one might be pretty still, that kind of thing, right? With Rakugo, it's very, very... All, everything's very, very much decided. You're, you're kneeling on a cushion, and you're wearing a kimono, and the only props are a fan and a hand towel, which can become different objects, like the fan could become a, a kiseru, which is a traditional Japanese pipe, that kind of thing. And then... Even to the fact that when you're, when you're certain characters, you're looking left, you certain characters, you're looking right. This left and right is all actually codified. There's over a thousand professional storytellers now in, in Japan. Every storyteller would be, doing, would be doing each story pretty well the same way. And then you have this sort of opening convention of the pillow. Yeah, the pillow, the makura, which is the kind of warm-up, which is before you get into the story, it's a self-introduction, and it's a ch really it's a chance to become friends with the audience because you want the audience to like you and to want to hear your story, but also it's a chance for you to figure out what audience you have. And a lot of times, most of the time actually, you have not decided which story to tell until you've actually gotten on stage and started entertaining the audience. You use that time to try to figure out what story they might like to hear. One day, his neighbor, a little boy named Kim Chan, a much shorter name, came to pick him up for school. And Kim Chan said, Let's go to school. I mean, I guess the boy's name there, when you're saying that, that there are words that are intelligible to a Japanese speaker in there. So maybe little ideas are popping out as you're sort of doing that incantation. Is that, is that right? When you do the full version, which is 20 minutes or so, it's actually a father, it's time to name his baby and he wants an auspicious name. So he goes to the monk and gets suggestions and the monk gives him a whole list of names which have significance in in Buddhism. And so the first ones are explained. The first ones, Jugemu means uh, the spirit of life everlasting. And Goko Ono Sudikira means something else. And, and the, the first one, first explanations are kind of serious. And when, when Japanese people hear them, they imagine the kanji characters and they, they can visualize it. But Dan, when you start to get to Pompokopino, Pompokonaro, it just slowly dissolves into nonsense and sort of fanciful stories. So the name is explained. 
And Jugema's mother came out and said, Adam Makinchan, you're so nice, so kind. But our Jugema, Jugema, Goko no Surikere Kai, Jarithing, you know, sing him at Imatsuhura, Matsukune, Tokoro, Rizu Tokoro, Yamurako, Jiburako, Jipai, Popai, Popai, Pono Shuringa, Shuringa no Gurinda, Gurina no Pompocopino, Pompoconano, Chokume no Choske, is sleeping. It becomes sound poetry. My Japanese friends often I say, "Do you translate the like? Did you translate that into like American names? Like you should say like Jonathan Nicholas Jingleheimer Smith or whatever they want to say." I say, "No, no, no, no. People don't care because Japanese people don't understand the name. They're just listening into a long name. And actually, like the reason this story goes well, you know, in New York and in London." Is because people get to hear a bit of Japanese. So it, it, it takes the pressure of no understanding it away from it because this is a name, so who cares, right? You're doing a, a thing that the comedian Stuart Lee, who often is in the Leicester Square Theatre, does, where you're really trying the audience patience there. You're, he's going to keep saying the whole name, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. It's going on and on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep my finger on the pulse of the audience, and if it seems like there's a couple of people getting annoyed, I, I shorten the story. <laughs> Kim-chan is here to pick you up. I'm sorry, Kim-chan. I'm so sorry. Ma'am, his name was so long. School for today is already finished. One of the things that I was seeing when I saw you perform was a, also a kind of North American tradition of uh, of vaudeville. I mean, I, I I felt things like Abbott and Costello in your roots as well. It's fascinating that you said that. Is, that is such a fascinating question because I trained in the Osaka tradition. And there's two traditions. There's Osaka and there's Tokyo, Edo. And in Osaka, there's a tradition of another kind of, of comedy called manzai, which is Abbott and Costello. It's the same thing. It's two people, a clown and a straight man. That tradition is permeated into like people from Osaka is permeated into their human relations. So what you will, someone in Osaka, like business, in a business conversation, someone will purposely say something stupid and then that offers the chance for another person to say, what are you talking about? And then everybody around laughs. And this is, this is all part of the Osaka rhythm. Like the way people in Osaka speak is like they're Abbott and Costello, basically. And, but they just put it into one person. Very much had a huge influence on me. By coincidence... I don't tend to make my own stories because the pillow part, as we were talking about, that's all your own material. So when, so the second half, I just tend to do traditional material or my master's original stories. But I have done one original story, and it's not even original. It's Who's On First by Abbott and Costello in Osaka dialect. And it kills. It took a while to get it to kill. It took like two years. But I said, this is too funny and too good to pass up. But interestingly, my senior storytellers, my seniors, they'd watch from the side of the stage and they'd say, Sunshine, okay, the audience didn't like it, but here's what you could do with it. And, and after two years, now it kills no matter what. And it's... And it's fascinating. So it's fascinating you said that, because I am kind of bringing Abbott and Costello to, uh, to Japan. <laughs> Katsura Sunshine, who's playing monthly in Leicester Square Theatre, London, and New World Stages in New York. And if you'd like to hear more of that Japanese-language version of Who's On First, come listen to the Culture File Weekly, Saturday Tea Time, here on RTE Lyric FM.